the worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can it be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome to Worst Ever. Hey, guys. Welcome to Worst Ever. I'm your I am host. your host. I'm your host. And I'm your host, Christine Lakin. She's the female host. <sighs> and you're the... I'm the everything host. <laughs> you're the fluid host? What is yeah. it? What are you, the no, way? I'm bi... What's it? Binary? What, binary? binary? Yeah, binary. Bi- what, is the new, <laughs> what is the new term the kids are saying these days? What's the new term, Stephen? You're he a doesn't hipster, know. Stephen. He doesn't know? <laughs> you're a hipster. What is it? Binary, they, the, the... I'm uh, the... Yeah, gender fluid. Gender, gender fluid. But what is it? Binary? No, no, that's that's. I think you're thinking of, of yeah, a, is, a star, yeah, yeah. No, no, no I, look it up, you fucker. I think it's they <laughs> or the. I'm they the. Them. I think you should come up with a symbol. I think you should be like uh, R.I.P. Middle like, finger, like Prince. Prince. That's just the middle finger. It's the middle finger, yeah. exactly. That's, that's the me. perfect symbol for you. Yeah. Welcome Anyways, to Worst Ever. Welcome to Worst Ever podcast. Today on the podcast, yep. we have an old friend of mine. I don't know him. Um, he is, you would know him from multiple guest star performances. Lots of commercials. Lots of commercials. He's been on Modern Family. He's been on Mad Men. He's, he's the guy on- you're going to see when you see the picture on Instagram, which you should count, go to, but you're going to be like, oh yeah. Oh my God. I know that guy. Right. Uh, yeah. He's the guy who like, if you're at your gym and you like looked next to you, you'd be like. Sweetheart, he's not at any gym. I know him. <laughs> I know him. Um, shut up, Allah. I'm just saying. Um, anyway, it's Brian Chester's. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. How you or, doing? Or as I call him, chest hairs. Chest hairs. Hey, He's Brian, the chest hairs. Is Chester's your real last name? Uh, yeah, that's a, a really long name. story. Um, all right, the two second version. It's my my father's real father is Peter Maselli, but he kind of ran out when he was like one. Then his one of his stepdads was. The original name was Hal Shiznowski or something, and I think when they did the Ellis Island thing, they it became Chester's. So it sounds <laughs> very British, but I'm actually Italian. So you were born oh. Chester's? Uh, yeah, I was born Chester's. Yeah, you need to do a 23andMe. What's 23andMe? That um, is that the Al Roker testing? thing? Genetic no, it's thing? a genetic testing thing. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. it's like a hundred bucks. I suggest you do it because you'll find out all kinds of shit. What did you find out? I haven't done it yet because. I'm moving, so I went to make sure the the address is in the right, so I get oh the right God. because it's my DNA. I don't want that shit shipped out to somebody. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. got it. Sure. Anyway, Brian, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Um, um, I do have to say, I, I have pre- pretty much listened to every single one of your podcasts, and I am you. probably your biggest fan. Um, I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. You're sure. the you're the one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we we are so happy to have you on. And I know you were a big fan of our live show, and you came to many of them. I did. And uh, you know a lot of people that have performed, and you yourself have been an actor for many years. You're a, a writer. You're a teacher. Yeah. You're you do it all. Yeah, yeah. Pretty um, much. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about. Just because you've been in the business for so long and you have some really like horrible and funny audition stories, uh-huh. we can start there and then we can sort of move through to some of our personal stories because I've known you for so long too. You we've have, been, yes. Been through so I many have some dirt on you. How did we meet? We met Randy. through Randy, my one of my best friends, and um, Randy was seeing one of your best friends, right. Corey. Yeah, and uh, oh. and they so... were together for a long time, and then it just became like a kind of widened the circle of friends. But how did you and Randy meet? We met uh, waiting tables at Gladstones oh, up on right. on Shitty Walk, or it's called City Walk. <laughs> um, not even the original in Malibu. Not even the original. Got the, it. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. So it's like a Benigans for seafood. It pretty much is, yeah. Yeah, but a lot yeah. more expensive. A lot right. more expensive, yeah. Oh, my yeah. Lord. So, um, so uh, I want to talk about your Charmed story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, oh, gosh. All right, so I went in for Charmed, which apparently Allah has been on multiple times. That's correct. Yes. And uh, Google it. Google it. And uh, it... You know, I went in a couple times, and I, I had really good auditions, and I was I always came in for uh, one of the demons, and the so the third time I came in, I finally like really really nailed it, and she's like that was the one. She's like you are coming back to producers and meet the director. I'm like awesome. So so there was this little part at the end where it says he throws a fireball, 
and I had never watched the show before, so I didn't know what the okay, hell. Okay, that's your first mistake. That was my all. first. I have yeah. learned since then. But also, way back then, let's be clear: there DVR was happening, but it you no, yeah. it wasn't happening. Okay, yeah. well, you couldn't do things. On, I know, and I couldn't like no, you couldn't like look up a show on demand. You got like, a sh- you got. I mean, the it was a cult. That show was like okay. I mean, say, it, put, it put the CW on the map. Yeah, it did. Besides Dawson's Creek, um, <laughs> but say you hadn't seen the show before, there was like probably no way the night before to just like find it right you know what i'm saying to you is but uh, no but yes you should have maybe checked or maybe out an talk to somebody or, or to somebody. But explain because a lot of people don't know the audition system so what happens is you go to a when you're not a celebrity right, or a known right. actor or, or if the casting director doesn't know you as well then they don't bring you straight to producers and directors right. what they do is you'll have a, a, a pre-read a pre-read right go ahead. of course and uh, so the, the pre-read went really well. And so they sent me to the, you know, the producers and the director. But like I said, there was this fireball thing. And, I, and she said, oh, don't worry about that. You'll be fine. I'm like, okay, cool. So, so I show up. Uh, it goes awesome. I felt really strong about it. That you know, that she's like smiling, thumbs up. The producer is happy. For a demon, yeah, for a demon. So I, I start to leave. I'm like, thanks for calling me in, guys. And then one producer was like, what? Wait a minute. What about the fireball? And I was like, deer in the headlights. I was like, fuck the fireball. So I was like, uh, sure, yeah. Uh, you want me to do it again? He's like, yeah, I do. I'm like, okay. So I do the reading again. Goes great. And then I was having one of those out of body experiences where you were I, like, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know. know. I was like, is it a big fireball? Is it a little fireball? Should I pitch a baseball or am I throwing a football? Like what, what is it? You know? So I, something overtook me and the, the rule of thumb that you are never supposed to do in an audition is have a physical, uh, relation to the casting director. You're never supposed to kiss them, hit them, whatever. So what do I do? I wad up hit my freaking audition. Well, okay. <laughs> I think you shouldn't hit anyone. But all right. <laughs> well, you <yeah. laughs> But I, I, I freaking crumple up my, my script and I, I throw it at the casting director. And of course, it like lands right in her face and it hits her eye. And now she's got like a little paper cut on her eye. <laughs> oh and God. she's not only stunned and shocked that I freaking threw something at her, but she's in pain. So she like, you know, is sh- screaming. And, and so the producers are just like, what the hell was that? And it w- it was so awkward. I just pretty much kind of like, ran out the door yeah how do you oh. leave yeah. the room at that point i i was like sorry guys i mean it, some of them were laughing <laughs> you know and she, she i think after the the initial shock she was kind of laughing too but yeah i didn't get called back but to you, that room yeah no yeah. had you been in an acting class um <laughs> <laughs> all right i mean do they not show you like sensory work with not using anything, in, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but I mean, clearly, <laughs> in my defense, she she did say, you know, don't worry about the fireball. So I didn't even I hadn't even thought about like what it would be or the sensory work or anything. You and flailed. I think I just I flailed, and I in you the moment, and then you failed, right? <laughs> but had you been in an acting class, Brian? Yes, I had. <laughs> I had. I'd been in several. Okay. Yeah, but this, you know, in my defense, I know you're a fellow Brune. This was before my masters at UCLA, so right. maybe that's what I gleaned. From from UCLA, you weren't as grounded, maybe. Yeah, as, I wasn't as, as grounded. You got, you got, ner- you know. Yeah, I was you, younger. You, you got know. nervous. I, I got nervous. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry if that casting director. If you were to throw a fireball right now, what would it look like? Oh, it would be amazing. Like, what would you do? Let me see physically what you would well, do. You know, our, our viewers, as Christine calls them, can't really see this right now. Right. So, well, pretend uh, this is the amphitheater. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! Why don't you do a video and then uh, we'll put it on? Yeah, our okay. Hold on. YouTube let me video. Put, let me do because I want I want Brian to. Oh, you're. Are we going to tape this? Well, yeah, Cody's we on my microphone. Okay. Yeah, sorry. You have to that's do it with okay. the. Do- well, that's part of it. You have okay. to. There's there. You know, this is life, and it's well, hard. I have, have watched the the show since then. Okay. Here so, we go. so I I would pick up the fireball like this. And then I would take it. Oh, that's good. See, that would have sold. That would have sold. That Damn is it. scary. You Thank do you. make you make a very good demon. Why do you well, buy so many demons? You're such a nice guy. No, I know nobody it's ever built. gives me the built. chance. Except my horror film that what? we'll talk it's about. It's build. Oh, you yeah. think? Yeah, because the you girls are like small. 
What? No, but not not even uncharmed. Like oh. you like you you're playing don't you play Yeah, I'm playing a, well I'm, I'm playing a killer. Yeah, oh, I'm okay. playing uh like a maniac killer. But then in yeah. the short you did what kind recently, of, like what kind of you killing? also play a uh, vampire killing? demon. Well, like every good horror film I carry a lead pipe, so. Cool. Right. so and in the audition my... did you hit the casting director with the lead pipe? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm just curious cuz there seems to be a no, thing here. There's like a running thing here. No, actually that one I was really lucky cuz the director Teo, I had shot that um, the Western right. horror, horror um, short for the TV show that I co-wrote, and uh, because I I I wasn't nor I wasn't going to play that role, but I was the same size as the um, the hero, and we were like, you know, we had no budget, so I was like, I could do this. And at first, everyone's like, mm, I don't know, but then I I freaking nailed it. So then he sent that tape to the producers, and they they had somebody, but they fired him and they they cast me oh that's great so that was a that's that nice. was a nice ending yeah to that story um yeah. and you've done a ton of commercials too haven't you i have done a ton of commercials yeah i just did a jet blue one that was awesome because i know you you've talked about when they uh do a commercial on location and you get to like actually have a vacation out of it so 100 because you know well, JetBlue doesn't have first class, but they have, unless you're flying Mint. Have you I, flown well, Mint? They did fly us. Mint? You don't know JetBlue Mint? I don't oh, know JetBlue Mint. I, I it usually goes San Francisco, uh, New York, but it's their first, and when I say first class service, it's like like you're flying overseas first class. It's oh, amazing. Like, wow. They're so Mint. Those are, but they're only certain planes. There's only certain planes. There's only certain routes. Wow. Mm. Routes? Well, routes. Um, I say route. You say route. Okay. Uh-oh. What do you sure. say, uh, Brian? Uh, I don't know, but that made me think of that football player that just got in trouble this morning for saying uh, about the routes and the roots. What? You didn't hear about that? <laughs> no. Oh, Google it. Google it. <laughs> well, tell us now. Well, we're he's, talking- <laughs> oh, shoot. He's on like the uh, North Carolina team. and Panthers? Yeah, yeah. And there there was uh, uh, a female, um, what do you call it? Uh, the you know, oh, uh, uh, like an interviewer, you know, out on the field, sports, sports, commentator. sports commentator. Thank you. Yeah. And she had asked him a question about his roots, and he and he <laughs> and he said he said this is really weird for a female to know about roots, and she's like, "Excuse me." And so now he's in hot water because of that. Oh, yeah, Ew. yeah. Like roots as meant- in his ethnicity? No, roots no, in- routes or roots. Oh, route. Oh, she it's meant route. Like, she like, meant like as routes. a uh, like his his. Like passing, like you know, <laughs> uh, his place. Yeah. Weird. Ha- you should Google this, Steve, yeah. because I have a feeling that the story is a little different. It's it, got to be. She must might. have said something that sounded very um, that she knew what she was talking about, and then that should have been the reply, which was wrong. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. th- I think it, it was kind of like a misogynistic thing, right. like the remark that he made. Like, Probably. I can't believe a female commentator would know about the NFL. You know, right? But right. But anyway, getting back Jet to Blue. commercials, yeah, <laughs> JetBlue. Jet yeah, so they flew us uh, first class to uh, Costa Rica on JetBlue. Uh, you know, now I don't remember. I don't I think, think it would they, be first class on JetBlue. I don't think. I don't think it was JetBlue because I think it was. They were promoting their flights that they were going to start. Oh, right. oh, I see. You know, going to uh, Costa Rica. But the coolest thing is, I got to play with monkeys for a couple days, so that was really fun. So fun! Uh, we went to Costa Rica on our honeymoon. I love. I remember, it. yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah it was. Really it was really fun. Um, but then I did that that Ace Hardware commercial that I told you about, which right. was not as pleasant, I have to say. <laughs> well, how long ago was this? It was um, pretty recent. Yeah, I mean, I was probably a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got cast to be the Ace Hardware man. Uh, I, I, you know, I show up and it was a huge, like, multi million dollar campaign. They, they were uh, tying in three different uh, sponsors. It was Ace, Valspar, and Clark and Kensington, and they were shooting it for several different regions. So they they had, uh, you know. Uh, the Benetton cast. I mean, it was like we had every kind of different ethnicity that yeah, you'd want to see in mm-hmm. different regions. So I was the token white guy for, you know, Ace. And we were shooting my spot, and the director didn't give us anything. And we were the first ones up. So we, you know, we were, you know, we had no idea. Um, so he's like, okay, there's going to be this rain curtain, and we're sh- shooting in an actual Ace Hardware store. And there's this beautiful model and all these cameras. And he's like, the rain curtain's going to drop and the model's going to be, you know, run doing the runway thing. And you guys look over. Everybody got it? And we're like, uh, 
okay, sure, you know. But we literally had zero direction. So so you basically just do whatever your instincts are telling you, that if you saw a model in an Ace Hardware... I'd throw you... a fireball at her. <laughs> <laughs> Paper cut. Let's hope Paper not. cut. <laughs> no. So I... Uh, you know, so he's like, uh, action, and the, the rain curtain drops, this beautiful model's, you know, doing her thing, and I look over, and I just played, wow, I'm I'm surprised, like, that's interesting, there's this, you know, model in my store, and he's like, caught, and I was like, okay, so he comes over, and he's like, Brian, and I go, yeah, he's like, um, I don't like your face, <laughs> and I, I go, you, you don't like my face, and he's like, no, I don't, and I go, okay, and I'm thinking this could be a huge paycheck for me. Yeah. And I have a freaking MFA from UCLA. It was years since that charmed incident. I'd grown immensely. And I thought, I am not giving up this job. So I just very calmly said, um, okay, well, what kind of face would you like? And he said, um, I would like a happy face. And I go, you want a happy face? And I go, okay, I, I can do happy face. So he seemed okay. He left. And they set up the rain curtain again, everything. He's like, action, rain curtain drops, models doing her thing. Uh, cut. And I was like, oh, shit. So I look at my colleagues, and we're like scared children. Like, daddy's coming home, and who's he going to beat, you know? And I knew it was going to be me again. And I, and he's like, Brian. And I go, yeah. He's like, good face. Um, and then he turned to the woman playing my customer, and he's like, yeah, I didn't like your face. And she, and she and she like we're trying not to laugh or cry and she's like, "Well, what kind of face would you like?" And he's like, "Um, what Brian's doing, a happy face." And she's like, "Oh, okay. I'll do a happy face." So then it was pretty much like that, like a couple more takes. Like we never knew, we got no direction and we had no idea. We oh, just knew man. he was Jones with the happy yeah, and, face. And a lot of people don't know that like commercial shoots you have to understand, it's not just the director there. It's like the clients. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Ace Hardware people are there. Yep. And then the agency yep. who, like, does the creative. Yeah. So And everyone has a an say opinion, and an opinion. opinion. Yep. So you never know who you're supposed to be listening to because there'll be one moment where the director will come and give you a note. And then the next moment, some, someone from, like, the client will go, can you uh, maybe <laughs> do this? And I'm like, oh, okay. And then the director's like, You'll do it. And the director's like, why'd you do that? I'm like, well, I'm the director. It turns into a whole thing. It does. Also, first of all, with commercials, which this is the best part, is they always go into overtime. Yeah. (laughs) Because they take so fucking long to shoot. You think that with a 30-second spot that it's like easy breezy cover girl, right? Right. No. It's a full day. It's like, and you're doing this. They want it. 45 different ways just in case. case. Mm-hmm. Because and, there's they, always right. someone out there that's like, that's not the best way to right. do it. No, that, that's right. not the best way to do it. Do you, like my first commercial here, I don't know if I've ever told the story. Did I tell the Carl's Jr. story? I, if it doesn't get all over the place, it's yeah, in your face yeah. or whatever. We're, with the car convertible? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, or no, wait, that was the donkey. No, we know no, that. Yeah, I've heard the donkey. Spot. I don't think I heard the no, Carl's so Jr. So, my first commercial job in Los Angeles was a Carl's Jr. spot where the whole campaign was if it doesn't get all over the place, it shouldn't be in your face. It was like their original. <laughs> right. So, like, it, their whole concept was to. You had to eat, and it was dripping all right. over oh, you. Wow. Ketchup and mustard, and that was their that was their whole campaign, and it worked. My spot <laughs> was driving through the hills of Hidden Hills, as the location we were at, in a convertible. I was sitting in the back seat, and I'm eating burgers, uh-huh. and they've. They've rigged the burger so that the splatter like flies behind me, right? And okay. it's like hitting a motorcycle cop that's behind us. <laughs> Got it. Like so, there's three of us in the car, two people in the front seat, one driver, and then me in the back seat eating this giant burger. Got it. And it's flying. Now, sounds great. Sounds like fun. <laughs> the difference with Carl's Jr. and if it doesn't get all over the place, it shouldn't be in your face. Is that they. Don't do spit buckets. And a spit <gasps> bucket is where they, like McDonald's, you'll take a bite, smile, and then spit it out. Yeah. Right. Because it's a lot yeah. of takes. Well, the, Carl's Jr., that campaign, they, they wanted you to eat it because they wanted you to love the food, right? Oh so God. you had to literally eat it. So when I arrived to set oh my God. at base camp, 
There was literally trays that yeah. were taller than me of meat soaking in like this shiny solution that they literally would just bring burger after burger and just like hand me new burgers every single time. And I had to chew and eat. Oh. Get to lunch, which is like six hours later. I'm about to like vomit. Yeah. And you can't even eat lunch, right? No. So – it ain't all that it's cut out to be. <laughs> that paycheck was well earned, let oh, me tell you. I'm and sure. I haven't yeah. been to Carl's Jr. since, although I love them. Yeah. And then I had to do the burrito <laughs> commercial. When I was a kid, I got a one of my first like big campaign commercials and I got I did a lot out of Atlanta. So a lot was like regional and then now and then I would get like a, a national. Um and one of them was for Kraft. Craft mm. mayonnaise. And it was we shot on this beautiful <clears throat> big farmhouse. Have I told this story? Okay, just making so. sure. Um, Brian would know. He's I would know. I, I don't He's remember listened to some that of our one. episodes twice. Um, <laughs> I was just cringing at the mayonnaise. The thought of like... Thank you. What did you call you, it? I was just cringing at the mayonnaise. Mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Where are you from? Mayonnaise. I'm from Southern California. Oh, okay. It's mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. <laughs> Excuse me. Sometimes it's a whipped spread or what is it Miracle, Miracle whip. whip. Yeah. That's what... That's yeah. not... This was Kraft mayonnaise. Oh. Anyway, um, so we're mayonnaise. at this beautiful... <laughs> big farmhouse somewhere in like Georgia and the whole thing was that the farmers get up and the eggs are you know they go and gather the eggs and they basically make the craft mayonnaise and then the family sits down to eat at the farmhouse right so I'm one of the the daughters of the, of the family farm and um, a huge production this was like a two-day shoot like it was massive um, I was having a moment with mayonnaise when I was a kid, like I was, ha- I was very squeamish about certain foods, mm. and I was in just in a phase of my life, probably eleven. I was super, super picky. So, specifically, mayonnaise and slimy turkey; those were two <laughs> things that I had no desire to eat or anything. And now I book a commercial, and what am I supposed to eat? A turkey sandwich with mayonnaise. <laughs> and I was like, didn't want to tell anyone that I didn't want to eat it because. I, it was now my job, and right. I was trying to be a professional. But you can literally see me in the in the take of the commercial. Like I sit down, I'm really cute, and the whole family sitting down, and we all go to eat and take a bite. And you can see me like start to take a bite and like pull back. <laughs> it's awful. I was like like trying to stick the you know the the turkey. I was right. like pushing it forward and only get the bread, and it was awful. And then finally, like the food service woman came over and she's like do you want me to take the turkey out of one side? And I was like, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That would, I would really appreciate it. Yeah. That's and they were so trying funny. to tell me to spit it out, but I felt bad because yeah. I already wasn't eating it. And they were like, sweetie, you got to start spitting it out or you're going to get sick. Yeah, well, I that's was like, what they oh, do. okay. I didn't know what I was doing, but. Well, that's like, I, like I, did I tell the Skittles commercial? Yeah. I did tell it? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So yeah. 12 hours of eating Skittles. Oh, boy. That's got to ruin your saliva glands. It's <laughs> so, like, sweet. Yeah. Well, not, these weren't the sweet ones. These were... The uh, sour ones? This, they're mixed. Mixed. Uh, so they were sour and sweet. Oy. Oh, boy. Smoothie... Yeah. No, there was there were smoothie mixed Skittles. Hmm. Weird. The new smoothie mixed Skittles, yeah. Okay. Well... Yeah. Nice. By the way, guys, if you could, for my own... If you could find... <laughs> Three commercials I'd love for you to find. Okay. No, actually two. So we can get them for your reel? Yeah, I just, I can't find them and I'm dying to see them. I've never seen the burrito, the Carl's Jr. Um, burrito commercial for, for Latin television. Okay. So any yeah. Latin people, if you could find that for me, that'd be great. Um, it's the breakfast burrito. Um, I'm riding a donkey. And then I can't find the... Um, if it doesn't get all over the place, it should be in your oh, face. Carl's you have you ever seen it? Huh. I've seen it. Of course, yeah. it aired like every five seconds. Wow. But it was on, you know, when they send right. you, it's on like that big. Oh, the beta tape. Which I don't have that anymore. No, I, I would love to just see it. Yeah. You yeah. should have gotten that converted. Well, sorry, Christine. Okay. Well, anyway, mm. just saying. Um, yeah. Back to you, Brian. Sure. That would be great. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> um, so. As like many actors in LA, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're starting out, yeah, you know, you were, obviously you had a job at Gladstones. Yeah. You've had like other side jobs throughout different, oh yeah, different parts I, of your life. I've had a lot, and um, you uh, at one point were a substitute teacher. Yes, I was for LAUSD. How many eight, years did you eight do that? years? What, wow. like, what grades were you certified uh, to teach? I was certified. Um, 
sixth grade through high school. Oh, so that's the rough ages. Yeah, it, it can be. Um, but luckily, there's a great art school here in Sherman Oaks called Milliken Middle School. Not Milliken, the Jewish high school, but Milliken Middle School. And they were really good to me. So I, I, I worked there a lot. Yeah. I even taught special ed for a year. And I don't even know what qualified me. But well, You're a saint. But I was a saint. <laughs> um, so, But subbing is a whole other thing unto itself in which I even wrote a pilot that you did, right. that you read right. that I'm, I'll probably come back to that. Uh, but in the midst of this, I, you know, I was subbing for this teacher and teachers often leave you like little helpful notes around their desk, you know, post-its um, on the roll book, the roster book. If there's a kid that goes by a nickname, they'll, you know, they'll leave like a little pencil uh, note. So I'm going down the roster, I'm reading all the kids' names and, you know, like there was a kid named Jesus that like being called Juan or whatever the situation was. So I get to this one name and I was like, okay, nickname. I'm like, Mole, Mole, Mole Ramirez. Come on, guys. Is Mole here today? Where's Mole? And I look down in the front row and there's this little cute girl with a gigantic mole on her lip. And we had a moment. And she locked eyes. I, and I feel like her inner monologue was like, are you serious? Like, are you really serious? And I I was so embarrassed. I just went on to the next name because I had. I know, I know. But I mean, I get it. It was the beginning of the year. The teacher was trying to distinguish, like, you know, which student was which. They don't tell yes. you, you know. So you just ignore yeah. it and you called her mole all day? What was her no, name? No. I don't re- I don't remember her real name, but I of course I didn't. I once I saw the mole, I I you kind of got it. Like clicked in. What, with substitute substitute on. teaching, uh-huh. like obviously your acting skills, if you have a degree, I don't know if you do or not, because yeah. of the uh, fireball incident. Yeah. Well that <laughs> um, that was pre my was MFA, pre-MFA. which I already okay, qualified. Again, Thank you. Thank you. Um <laughs> There's a lot of acting involved because you have to yeah. sort of like adjust to the class because each class is different. And obviously there's going to be one or two people, I'm raising my hand now, yeah. who are going to give you shit. Oh, of course. Right? Yeah. So yeah. like, do you have any incidents from that? Oh, all the time. I mean, I remember one that stands out. We were studying uh, like U.S. geography and uh, talking about islands and peninsulas and stuff. So I asked some kid to come up and draw a peninsula or something and he drew it was was supposed to be florida but it was clearly a penis and <laughs> i was like which is I, and i'm from i've lived in florida which is much like a penis state and i love all, all my floridians and uh, yeah and i you know and of course you know i mean sometimes these classes you can get like 45 kids and they're sixth graders right. so like they all just started like laughing and freaking out and you know so it was really hard to wrangle them back and I was, I mean, inside I was laughing too. I mean, it was funny, but, but I was also kind of pissed. So I, I called the parents that night thinking, okay, well, this is going to like do this kid in. Like they'll, you know, they'll give him some kind of form of punishment. And so I'm talking to the dad and he just burst out laughing. Like, you know, he didn't even give a shit. So I was like, all right, well, obviously. But you I'm called gonna... the parents as a substitute teacher? Well, that I was actually. It was the beginning of the year, so I was their teacher until, for the yeah, until like they had found uh, a permanent teacher. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like substitute teachers. No one likes substitute Nobody teachers. Likes them. The whole point of a substitute is that like they're not going to be there very long, well, so no, everyone's like, "Hey, hey, we got a substitute. No, Let's see how much we can get no, away with." The problem is with substitutes is they overcompensate, so mm. they make it harder on the class, thinking they've got to do their job even more because they don't. You know what I mean? So you're used to it. Well, that's what they do. Yeah. So like. Like in Spanish class, for instance, like, you know, you'll learn your Spanish or whatever, but they'll give you extra work because they're the substitute teacher. And they're like, you know, they're not like your normal teacher that you have a relationship See, with. See, when we'd We're- have substitutes so often, we'd be like, yes, it's a substitute. Not and they would just right. come in and like put on, they'd be like, hi, so we're going to watch a movie. And we'd all be like, yes! Yeah. You know? I hated watching movies and stuff in class. Oh my God, I loved it. I, just I would get so well, well, speaking of watching movies, I, okay, so I went to the library and I, I she would give me films that were apparently appropriate to show oh, in no. class because I got in trouble for showing Big Daddy because I would show that a lot, the Adam Sandler film. Oh. But, so I, 
I took her advice and I I got this this film. I hadn't pre watched it. What class is this, by the way? I don't know. It's probably like it's math. Math or know, so. Like, where does Big Daddy been, fit in? No. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> At all. Like, all right. what class is that? Uh, whatever. So. Uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just gotta. Are you still subbing? Do, no, I'm not. Okay, I'm not. good. Because yeah. I want to be warning the parents. <laughs> Say your name again, Brian. <laughs> Chester's. <laughs> so. So I, I, I decided to show this film that apparently is deemed appropriate and it's social studies. So it was a film about the Roman dynasty and whatnot. And I put it in and I'm in the back, you know, like doing my own thing. <laughs> All of a sudden I start actually listening to what they're talking about in the film. And I don't remember what Roman ruler it was, but they start talking about his obsession with having sex with young boys. Oh, and God. and this was like a a certified video that, you know, and it was probably based on truth, but I'm like, uh whoa and i just like because the kids start looking like what the hell is going on <laughs> like rip it out and uh and then they started asking questions about i was like yeah i don't i don't know what's going on with that tape I don't, something, <laughs> something's wrong what was it was caligula no it, it was something like nero i don't know it was it but there's some whatever one of those roman rulers had his little assistants or whatever they were i don't oh, know I my yeah. God. it was bizarre uh, for some reason i think every time we had a sub the film that they would show, and I, I know I've seen it like several times, would be Clash of the Titans. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. The, you mean the... The original. Oh, okay. Because I'm old, and... Christy. Yeah, no, I, I figured. Like the original. Right. We watched so much of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I don't know why. Mm. That was like what we watched in library class yeah. all the time. You had a library class? We had a library class. With microfiche? Yes. Oh, microfiche. We had to learn Dewey Decimal, microfiche. Uh-huh. Um, it was such a boring class. And then we had to like learn how to check out books. And then sometimes it was just like, you know. Yeah. I mean, this was like in elementary school. But you would check out a book. You would learn how to research. You would like, l- like learn how to put the encyclopedias back. And then most of the time we just laid on the floor and watched movies. They had a class? We had a class. <laughs> I know. It was weird. I think sometimes we had that maybe when PE, when it like PE was rained out, we'd have library instead. I don't mm. know. It's just a place for us to go and like hang, hang out. out. Yeah. So weird. Um, okay. But you've also done a ton of musical theater too. Oh, yeah. yeah. You sing? Yeah. 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 I just a did a voice. show a week or two weeks ago at um, the Music Theater Guild and I, I tapped too so I was a, a tap dancing gangsta we want to go take a tap Palazzo class from we keep Sugar. talking about this I hated when I went you to AMDA oh okay oh you went to AMDA yeah I'm a graduate um, two year program I have an degree. MFA from UCLA um, two year program okay uh, and I finished at the new school thank you nice <laughs> And but my worst class was tap I hated tap I mm. love tap Falat, wow. falat, falat, falat. I was like, I just don't have the ankles for it. Yeah. Yeah, you've got it's, cankles. Um, I don't have well, cankles. I have beautiful legs. <laughs> since, since you went to AMDA, shout out to Wendy Rosoff because she's my tap teacher. She teaches Wendy? at AMDA. You know Wendy? Wait, here or New York? Here. She's not blonde, is she? No, she's brunette. No, um, yeah, she, no. I went to teacher. school. I went to the AMDA in New York, oh, okay. the original. Yeah. Before the LA First um, oh Coast branch. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you see the ego I, in like it's just yeah. well un- I hello to, I'm your biggest fan I I've I've known about the ego since no the first I pot, I went to podcast. Amda when it was in the Ansonia the and if like you, the original pancake house Christine you're interrupting <laughs> give me a break I went to Amda um, when it was in the in the Ansonia I don't know if you're familiar oh I remember with that yeah, yeah. In, on single 70, white female yes yeah, single white female yeah. that building yeah yeah I remember so well, I would not be surprised if someone yeah. boiled your bunny mm, pretty scary just saying. Pretty scary. All right, but yeah, I did. I did <laughs> musicals. I did the biggest one I did was uh, the first national tour of uh, Sunset Boulevard. Oh, right. Back in the day, not the new one. Yeah, yeah. That That's was a big how show. long were you on tour? For a year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you enjoy tour? I did. It was. It was fun. Was uh, it a bus tour? No, it was it was first national, so they they flew us everywhere. Wow. And we, we got and because it was the, the first one, they played the. Um, you know, like the bigger venues, uh, like we and we had a huge ass set. We had the whole original yeah. mansion that was on hydraulics, and it would like come out at the audience. And who were your stars? Um, well, that's probably why we closed after a year. Oh, because they were freaking amazing. It was uh, Linda Balgord and Ron Bomer at Dixon. Um, 
amazing. Like some of them, the most talented Broadway performers I've ever seen. But when you're in Minneapolis, people don't really care. They want Glenn Close or right. they want Patty Lapone or, right. you know. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So the, I think the ticket sales, you, we had to make like 70% just to stay, stay afloat. afloat. And for a tour, that's a, that's that's a, a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. expensive show too. Yeah. yeah. Plus they're flying you, which I'm a proponent of collecting the miles. You yeah. did collect those miles. <laughs> <laughs> Got to oh get God. the miles, yeah. yeah. But then you've done other, you've done lots of theater, um, yeah, yeah, and summer stock and stuff yeah. like that. Oh yeah. All right, you want to hear the worst ever summer stock audition? Please. I mean, I'm sure you've got a couple in, yeah, in your hand. No. no, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I only do equity regional theater. Um, so the the worst summer stock audition. Uh, okay, so I'm doing the. I, I'll even say the name. I don't care. It was called Surflight in New Jersey. Yeah. Where Stu and Megan met. Yeah, actually. Exactly. Yeah, our friends. Um, so I was, you're always cast in two leads, and then you, you have to be in the other shows as, uh, uh, you know, like the chorus and the ensemble. Right. So my first show with them was West Side Story, and I should have I left then because we had a blonde girl from Dallas with full on southern accent playing Maria. Oh. Yeah. So she had Estee Lauder makeup to make her darker. She <laughs> oh, she gosh. she uh you know, she dyed her hair. And the scene and we had this guy that had never built sets before. So <laughs> he he's building the sets and they're like they look like they're made out of like you know gum and some duct tape and um it's the climactic scene where you know tony's like chino chino come and get me come and get me so he starts uh scaling the you know the fence and he gets to the top and it just <laughs> literally topples over him and for a moment we literally weren't sure if tony was dead or not because oh, he wasn't my moving God. And and then, <laughs> then this, I, is this a performance? Oh yeah, full, it was well, like the show, he dies anyways. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this was <laughs> we like Maria. I know, but like it could be an adaptation. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there you go. So so then uh, he's like he crawls out of there, and you know the show goes on. But it, I mean, it was a nightmare. And then I I'm assuming you're a jet. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Who are you? Uh, one of the jets. Uh, one of the oh, okay. Well, we went that jet we number that. three. Yeah, no, no, jet number no, they three. all have names. I don't remember. You know. Um, Jeez. Uh, but then, okay. So the better story though is uh, then after that, I, I gave my two weeks, but I had to still fulfill my contract. So I did the next show, which was Annie, and. Annie is normally cast, uh, you know, a cute little girl, maybe anywhere from like, you know, 11 to 14, depending on her size. So they cast a girl that was in her late 20s and she was a little person. Shut and it. yeah, and I not only was she with that show. I know. You have to understand. A, a lot one of Allah's favorite shows, Little Women LA, Little oh, yeah. Women Dallas, yeah. Little yeah. Women Atlanta. He's very into Well, was she she was she was very uh very cute from afar but when you're up close and you get to know her she not only drank like a fish <laughs> she would smell like booze the next day but she smoked like a chimney so she's like the baby from roger rabbit oh totally yeah exactly <laughs> so you'd, you'd see her like you know uh, on like uh what do you call it like on breaks and she'd be like smoking and the little girls would come up to her and like try and you know uh mingle with her or, like show her because the, there's the, other real kids oh yeah, the, yeah all the other kids were real you yeah. know so and she would just like like not have it like she would send them on their way she's like look kid she's like get the fuck out of here she's oh like God, I'm taking I'm a break Annie. I'm Addie so insane oh, wait a minute who were you and Annie Annie uh, well I was telling Christine uh, th at this summer stock you, you always get cast in your two leads so my leads didn't even come up like the other shows you have to be ensemble so in Annie I was like you know we'd like to thank you Herbert Hoover right. and like all the you know ensemble yeah. uh, characters um, but Butlers that, and yeah, I mean my I think my leads were I was gonna be like the Phantom or Philippe and the Phantom. I, I hate and, Phantom. Yeah, you're not a Phantom fan. Oh, I hate that show. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it, death. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a like dark show. Enough. Like it's a dark all right, show. I oh. liked it just because my name was in it. Yeah, Christine, oh, you must. Oh have yeah, yeah. I, okay. I always wow. Oh, and I was going to be um, Stein, I think, in City of Angels, which I really wanted. City, and I, City of Angels. Yeah. 
But then yeah. you were like, after Andy, I was you were like, like I can't. I, like, I just. You're like, I, I gotta go. I yeah. gotta go. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah, it was a nightmare. Regional theater is interesting. And I've I've obviously done a lot of theater in L.A. Yeah, but yeah. I have one experience of uh, semi-recently, <laughs> like in my adulthood. Yeah. I had done a play out here, a musical out here um, called The Breakup Notebook. And oh, I saw it. This, you were awesome. Thanks. Yeah. It's this lesbian rock musical. And it won a bunch of awards here in L.A. And we ran it for a long time. And it was really, it was really charming. And the music was so fun. And um, anyway, so we went to New York a couple of times. And we did some readings there you oh, know the cool. nymph and Namph. they yeah. have those new york musical theater readings because as we've talked about before on the podcast it takes so long for something to actually move forward that people yeah. will find smaller shows and then they will try to vet them and then they will put them off broadway and then they will try to move them up to a better house and anyway it takes a lot of money a lot of time so we had had a couple of different producers. One of them um, was the producer for In the Heights, and he had it for a while. So I, I was one of the few people that had remained with the show. And so I would come out and do those readings. And, um, you know, it was kind of exciting. We thought it was moving forward. Finally, the, the rights passed to another big producer, and he wanted to put it up. So he found this theater, and it. I think this was one of – unfortunately the bigger mistakes i'm sure the theater was affordable but the problem was is that he decided to do it in asbury park new jersey mm. so it was very hard to get people with money out to asbury park yeah. to see a show but on the other side you could get it and put it up and tape it and you know maybe it would there would be a shot so anyway they flew me in i was playing my role and i was also choreographing the show and uh, i got to stay in new york they put me up in new york for 2 weeks we rehearsed it it was really fun it was great to be in new york and then we moved out to asbury park new jersey um it was like the end it was like i think we got there on like labor day weekend mm -hmm. so we get there and i'd never been there before and the boardwalks there and it's got all these really cool old buildings and there's tons of people and they had a really great like um lgbt crowd and it was just super fun like tons of people everywhere the next day literally was like the monday after labor day and it was like crickets 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 like nobody was there oh, wow. and we were now loading in a show in a what was a theater that was from a converted carousel which sounds like it could be quite cool until you realize mm, our theater is basically an indoor outdoor theater so though there are no like the walls it's like a carousel yeah. so there weren't like the walls were like open and it was so was right, it like an amphitheater it wasn't an amphitheater <laughs> the walls are somewhat open and it's right on the beach so it was like drafty and damp and it was just sort of like a weird space to be doing it in we made it work and it was yeah. kind of a cool show but the, until i realized in the second week i'm like what smells back here it smells like it smells like like fish maybe like it's just because we're so close to the sea no, there was a raccoon trap Ugh. backstage that they would bait with tuna every night because there were legit raccoons oh, that no. it would get in backstage. And like they caught a few. Oh. So we had a raccoon trap backstage. I with mean, it's old tuna. Yeah, old tuna. <laughs> Which it smells very pleasant. Gross. Wow. Um, we're, so, how far is the theater from the city? Like two and a half hours. So, oh, where did by you train? Yeah. Who goes? That's exactly what I'm saying. Wow. Like, how do you get the people with the money to see this thing to now, get out this, there? Is this like a tryout city? No. I don't think any... I think that theater closed. Like, I don't... Yeah, I don't I know never, why I that... Why that theater? Why not mm. do it at, like, a small theater in the city? Or at least in, like, Hoboken. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know? I don't know. No, I stayed out there. Eey. We all stayed out there. There were Ooh. two houses for the actors, and they basically just got split up. You guys up. had to live together? Well, yes. See, I However, I don't do that. You wouldn't do that? Oh, hell no. <laughs> However, the lead um, lived mm. in a house by herself, yeah, that's, and they had an extra room, and they oh. asked me, I was, like, it was, I was part of the creative team, as the choreographer, if yeah. I wanted to live in that house, and it was... A really nice house. So I oh, said, wow. yes, please. Yes, wow. please, I do. I will live with you. So I, I actually got to stay with them. Wow. That's a, it's a, that was a weird little that is weird. town. It was an yeah. odd. I, d I did theater out, way outside of New York, but it was, it was like a 
pretty like legit theater. It's got art park. I don't know if you thought heard of it. It's like near Niagara Falls, and oh, it okay. and it was kind of outdoor indoor. It was um, it we it was a big theater. It was like two thousand seats inside, but then if it wasn't raining and they sold tickets, they opened the the outer part, and you had another two thousand people on the lawn. It's like a summer theater. Wow, is it like near a, like one of those like. Mohican Sun Casino or something? <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> I mean, Niagara Falls was like the biggest yeah, draw because I mean, it's in Lewiston, which is, it's right near Buffalo. And um, But that's a funny story because I, I I was playing Don Lockwood and Singing in the Rain, mm-hmm. and um, which is the Gene Kelly role. And it was our opening matinee. And we had so been, you really tap. Well, I, I mean, I, I do, but I mean, it's been, you know, like 10 years. Like how long doing, did you take tap? Um... It was one of those off and on things. Like I started when I was four and I did it for a couple of years and then I stopped and then I picked it up again like like 11 or 12 for a couple of years and, and then in my 20s a couple of years. I mean, because so, yeah. I'm not like judging. Yeah, but yeah. A guy your size, it's hard to imagine. Tapping? What, t- light on your feet. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Especially, well, big guy. I'm 6'1", no, 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 six he's two. a tall, yeah. he's a tall, you know what I mean? He's what like, about Tommy Toon? He's like yeah. seven Tommy feet Toon tall. Tommy Toon is like really thin. Thin and lanky. Oh wow! wow. No, but you look like more like a football <laughs> coach. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like you got yeah. that build. You got well, that, you're demon not, build. Huh? Call demon, it demon build. <laughs> yeah, like a demon build. Demon build. Well, <laughs> you know that, what I mean? No, I know, I hear you. But this like, was stand up. Oh my god! All right, Lord. Yeah, like so Stephen is like cannot handle. Yeah, this he's right laughing. Now. He is no, just, like he's a bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, no, I, you he, imagine I, like. Oh, well, like like you he's know, a well, Allah, this was, was rain, but this was 1995. I was. Uh, what, I was that, what does that mean? It means younger. like that was so like 30 thinner. pounds lighter. Maybe. I got you. I'm just uh, trying to picture it. That's yeah. all. You go from Ace. I'm yeah. thinking. Oh I'm thinking God. Ace Hardware guy, right? And that, that's tapping, singing in the rain. What did you want me to think? I know. I didn't true. know you in '95. I know. Damn it. Jesus. Well, anyway, uh, back when I was lighter and could handle choreography, apparently. Go ahead. Um, I but you know what? I'm with you on that because. When you're doing a show that was choreographed for a shorter person like Gene Kelly, it's it's hard. Like Gene was really good at like barrel turns and these these right. moves that you know you're a choreographer. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of it was pretty challenging, um, but but we did the original choreography and and uh, it was going great um, until the opening preview. Uh oh. And uh, <laughs> I'd never performed in front of this many people. So first of all, I had like my Cindy Brady moment. Remember where she sees like the red light? I I walk out on stage and there's and I'm like whoa it's daylight and like usually when you do theater it's night and you see some of the people in the front but i'm like staring out and i was like wow never do that again so i just turned you know back in and uh we we do the opening and then we do the first number which is fit as a fiddle and the guy playing cosmo was literally like half my size he was like you know little person annie so he's on my back and he was always nervous about this part where i you know, we do the fit as a fiddle, ready for love. And I, I get up and he jumps off. Well, I don't know. It might have been my enthusiasm being in front of that many people. And Here we go again. We're the throwing the fucking fireball. <laughs> well, flailing. Flailing like it's going to be an injury. Go ahead. Um, so I, it, in my defense, I was doing the choreography. I was not throwing the fireball. I, I stood up and it might have been brisk. Maybe he was not ready for it. Oh, boy. But... <laughs> he, he he jumps off. I keep doing the choreography. I look over. He is laying flat on the ground, staring up at me like a wounded animal, like saying, help me, help me. And I'm like, fuck, what should I do? There's like 4,000 people. And you know, like since we're kids, they always say the show must go on. So I just keep doing the number. I'm like, da-da, da-da, get up. Da-da, 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 da get up. And, and he was not getting up. And he literally... <laughs> crawled off stage and what? I didn't know what to do. I just Wait a I, I just kept What did going. you do to him? Um nothing. I literally we were doing the number, he's on my back and I, I stood up and he fell off. So he's but, on your back in which position? Like uh, a piggyback? Like pig, like um, Or like, like his back piggyback. is to your back. Piggyback. Like like da 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 like piggyback. Right. Yeah. So okay. like or almost like you're like riding a horse. <laughs> so you, know? you like literally you threw just, him off. I did not throw him off. You I stood you're lucky. Up. You flailed did he go through and the you accidentally set? I mean like stood up. But what happened was as he fell off my back, he apparently <laughs> hit 
some bone that broke his entire femur. So his <laughs> leg broke just from falling off my back. Oh my god! He, he doesn't fall off your back. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why you keep putting it on him. He doesn't just fall off your back. You got when you pushed back, you threw him. Do you under, do you understand that? All right. Um, I mean, you if, have to take I, you have I, to take some accountability. Right, I will for take this. I will I will take the heat. What but also, saying, he probably needs some Boniva because yeah. that's, that's a, your whole femur. Yeah, I mean, come he, on. he landed at a weird angle. He landed at a weird angle. It was very he weird. Jody sweetened yeah. that leg. Yeah, and there might have been some water left over from the dress rehearsal. You know, oh. singing in the rain. You never oh. know. Oh. It could have been. Yeah. I'm just saying. But so he crawls oh, off no. the stage. I keep going. His fiddle is like shattered in a million pieces. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm not grabbing the fiddle. So I just, and then we normally push off the piano. So I had to push it off by myself. And I, I'm like, what do I do? I'm like, well, how is, you know, I'm not going to say the name. How's the guy? Why? And, all right. Say it was that. Patrick. Yeah. I, I don't remember his last name. Like, I'm this sorry, is Patrick. This 1995. Like, <laughs> you Patrick's think he's coming after He's us. probably dead <laughs> by <laughs> now. If he, did another, oh. if, he did a, if he did another show with you, he's definitely dead. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> Um, so he, he uh, I have no idea what's going on with him. I run to my uh, dresser, you know, she's got her little bite light and she's like, just come on, do it. Get in your next costume. And I'm like, but what, what's going on? Is he okay? And, um, you know, I'm not heartless. And so I get on stage and he's supposed to be there, you know, oh, no. and he's not. So then we just oh, kind no. of improvise for a minute. And then all of a sudden the curtain comes down and oh. you hear the voice of God saying, ladies and gentlemen, your tickets will be refunded you know the performance is <laughs> so, over. So here, here's what you should have done, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna I don't know if I've ever, I, did I ever tell you the Wiz story. No. Oh, this okay. is good. We're getting so I, I'm gonna tell you okay. this because this is what happened. This is, uh, and this is what you should have done. Okay. I was at the. It was when I was going to AMDA, and okay. I, I was living in the Beacon Theater, like above the Beacon Theater at the Beacon. It used okay. to be a hotel residence, so. Um, they had apartments and it was also a hotel and it's above the Beacon Theater. It's a famous theater on Broadway in New York. The Wiz revival was happening with Stephanie Mills, mm -hmm. who was playing. Yeah, I love Stephanie. Dorothy. So I was excited to like, I'm like, I'm getting tickets to see The Wiz. I get tickets, get great seats. So excited, Stephanie Mills. Oh, no. We're in the first, second ease on down the road. Uh -huh. It's like Scarecrow and Tin Man at this point, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. And they're doing the choreography, ease on down, ease on down the road. Stephanie falls, can't get up. Scarecrow literally continues singing, doing the dance, grabs her, holds her, continues to do oh, the no. dance, oh, no. takes her off stage, comes back out. They're still wow. singing, finishes the number, wow. and does it. They finish the number, curtain comes down. Ladies and gentlemen, there'll be a brief uh, intermission, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, curtain yeah. comes down. We know, yeah. oh, shit's going down. She yeah. broke her leg. No. So the understudy had to come in. But my point is, he took her off. <laughs> you left him on his back to crawl across the stage while you tapped your ass off and, like, was Yelled like a showstopper. Him. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? All right. You know, this audience doesn't know me, and I'm actually a very nice guy. And now they're going to see my horror film come out, and they're going to be like, what a fucking asshole. Like, yeah. I'm not. Well, I'm a, he does play a demon yeah. a lot. But do you understand yeah, what I'm trying to explain to you? Like, that's, that was the show must go on, yes. But you have to, you don't leave the actor on his back and, yep. and tap but, around him. That was before, okay, that okay. was before my MFA, in, though. In, you know, in Brian's I, defense. Yeah. He has pre-MFA person and post-MFA person. And yeah. When did you get your MFA in four at your forties? I what did. did you, yes. okay. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, okay, he was a flailer before. Okay. Now he's not so much. He's a, he's more grounded. He's I'm, so I'm way more grounded. And you didn't know what was wrong. Truthfully, yeah. I didn't you had know no what, idea. I, th I thought he just got stunned or like got the wind knocked out of him or you know I was I was trying to you know egg him on like come on man you could. You can do no, it. No, you were yelling at him, <laughs> get up, get up. What are you oh talking about? Oh, my God. I, did you ever see him after that? I did. I was went it, it to a tap good. class, and he spotted me, and he literally had like a, a visceral reaction. He's like, get away from me. 
get away from me. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, Patrick, I, I, I go, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Years had gone yeah. by. But and he kind of like, he was kind of half joking, but he's clearly stayed on the other side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have Patrick on. If we could get I, oh Patrick on. God. What's his last name? We got to find him. I, I, I probably blocked it on oh my memory. My Wait, did you, so what, did you grow up in California? Uh, no, I, I grew up in the outskirts of Chicago. Oh, I'm, so you I'm a did. burb kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of theater in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, theater downtown. But I'm, yeah, I mean, I moved to L.A. when I was like 19 or something, 20. A lot of stories about that first year. I was living on at the Hotel Howard on Whitley, which has become that Motel 6. Oh, my God. Off Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Was that like Crazy. a hotel, like a like it a was, extended stay? Yeah. It, I, okay. This what is. You mean how, you were living there like for a long period of time? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. This is how old school this place was. This was before the internet, before <laughs> before cell phones. When? What year is this, by the way? Nineteen eighty nine. Oh, yeah. okay. So when when I had somebody that called me, my room would buzz, and I would have to go <laughs> down the hall, and it was run by these Asians that were very sweet, but they didn't speak any any English barely and i i would pick up the phone they're like uh you know well i'm not gonna do an accent but an impression that would be bad but they're you know they're like your mother's on the phone and then she would like connect me i mean that's how like it was like an operator system yeah and my best story about that was we had a you know sometimes homeless people staying there you know different characters so there was one day where i had gotten a job waiting tables and i got up early i was like ironing my shirt and i was trying to open the door and it wasn't budging. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> look, and there's like this gigantic man, like with a brown bag and a bottle of whiskey. I was like, dude, I, I'm like, I need to get to work. Can you move? <laughs> and I'm like trying to push the door. <laughs> Why don't you so, just throw him like you did Patrick? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why don't, you, why don't you just start tapping? Why don't you just somehow? tap your way out? Tap your way out. Terrible. So wait, oh so how long do you live in that kind of a place? Uh, I lived there for a couple, maybe like a month or two before I could save up money for a deposit on a, a, right. a studio apartment. And then I lived at, you know, the big pink building on Gower and Franklin. Uh, it's on the corner there. That's I Ga- Oh, yeah, I know it. Year. Right right across from Bourgeois Pig. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Back in the salad days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. It's crazy. What, Brian are the, and I- what are the salad days? Well, it's an expression like, you know, like your salad days, like when you, I guess, could only eat salad because you're poor. Or, oh, you never heard like that saying expression? like oh, the ramen days. You could yeah. afford salad? We had ramen noodles. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about salad? All right. The ramen days. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. You're really off like, yeah. with everything. You're probably the worst substitute teacher ever. <laughs> like you're like back in the salad days, kids. We used to. <laughs> like who's Who knows you know that expression? What? I want Stephen to Google that because I know that's an expression. I actually never I've never heard, heard back in the salad, salad days. You never heard it? No, oh, no. All right, well, I've never sorry. heard that. That might be a Midwest okay. thing. Maybe, maybe that's like a Chicago thing. Yeah, we have a lot of weird things because you Midwest. couldn't have meat is so big and steaks, so maybe you could only have salad. There's a lot of know. steakhouses in Chicago. I went to there Chicago are. this year for the first time as an adult. I was Whoa. I'd been there as a kid, but I'd never Did you go been... to Gibson's. Or... No, I pretty much stayed around the hotel because I was there for some yeah. work stuff. But uh, what I noticed, and I was telling Christine over the phone when I was calling in. Um, I was drunk. Too. Oh, I remember you were yeah, having I was, your. I was having my vodka because so, yes. like, um, never again. There's like the the gun stickers on every no guns, <laughs> like the wow. no gun sticker yeah, on every. It's been, it's been bad. That's lately. a more recent thing. Right. Oh, back in the salad days. Here All we right, go. Salad days. Salad days is a Shakespearean idiomatic expression that refers to a youthful time accompanied by inexperience, enthusiasm, idealism, innocence. Or indiscretion that one associates with a young person, um, in a more modern use in the U.S., refers to a heyday, um, a period when somebody was at the peak of their abilities, not necessarily in that person's youth. And the phrase was originally in Shakespeare's *Antony and Cleopatra*. My salad days when I was green with judgment, <laughs> cold in blood. See, that's what an MFA okay. will get you. Hey, uh, yeah, I was just okay. say, someone's got Thank their you, MFA, Steven. Brian. Thank you. So you learn something new every day here on Worst Ever I know, Podcast. Right? I mean, please. Um, Brian, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you. This is um, a pleasure. Tell us about your your movie that's coming out. Oh, what yeah. What's called? Um, well, I have two horror films. I've never done it, but uh, one's called um, Harvest Season that'll be out later this year. 
But uh, another one is is uh, probably going to be on Netflix if we don't get you know like a theatrical release, and that one's called A Haunting at Silver Falls Two. And is that where you? I played Jack, the uh, the uh, maniac killer with the yeah, lead pipe, I'm possessed with the lead pipe. Yeah, awesome. And did yeah. you injure anyone during the shooting of these films? I did come close. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a woman that that plays the uh, like the psychologist, like the voice of reason. And, uh, but they switched out the lead pipe for the plastic one, but I went for her head and I, I think I, I just cropped her curls. But with the plastic one? With the plastic one. Right. Okay. All right. Well, they obviously knew your reputation yeah. and switched that out real quick. <laughs> yes. They're like, uh, fit as a fiddle. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get We're him going this plastic. plastic. <laughs> going plastic on this. Yeah. And where can we find you on social? Uh, uh, just my name, Brian, yeah, Brian Chester's. B-R-Y-A-N. Yeah. Chester's. Twitter, Instagram. Yep. yep. You should be at the chest hairs. At the chest hairs. We I wish. No, that. but it's at yeah. Brian Chester's. You can yeah. find Brian. Cool. Um, thank you so much. Thank Such you. Such a this pleasure. Awesome. Uh, I'm glad you had fun. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on all social media at Yo Lakin. And me at Alec Led. And Steven. You can always find me at Stephen Ray Morris. And don't forget to follow us on social at Worst Pot. And don't forget to follow us on social at Worst Ever Podcast or Worst Ever PC on Twitter. And if you have anything you'd like to say, comments or stories that you'd like to share with us, you can email us at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.